Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, hustlers. We know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business, or let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you, introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute routing in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash payroll starter monthly 5k. If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. The Hustle Share Podcast is brought to you by Sendit Philippines. Sendit is the leading payment gateway in the Philippines. Allow your business to accept payments seamlessly from cards, e-wallets, retail outlets, and local banks. For more information, visit sendit.co. Also powered by B21, a platform which helps you start your journey with cryptocurrencies. Visit b21.io slash hustleshare and get $2 upon signing up. Also by Podmetrics, the easiest way to monetize your podcast. Sign up now at podmetrics.co for free and use the code HUSTLESHARE. For me, two things lang that I always look for in a company or in a, in a leader or in an organization. One, clear vision. Two, clear purpose. If they stay true to their purpose, they will always go back to that why. Welcome to HUSTLESHARE. The podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences, but that our hustles are very much alike. Now here's your host, Ronster Beityong. Welcome to the latest episode of the Hustle Share Podcast. We are with another girl boss who's going to teach us today what it takes to reach the pinnacle of success in the corporate ladder, but not in a typical corporate setup because we are always going to be talking about tech and whatnot. If there's one thing also, I always say it's a caveat, right? I'm always going to be an Ayala baby. My mother, single mom, raised me alone with Ayala Sueldo. So if there's one thing that uh, I'm very always grateful is that how the Ayala group has always given 
utmost care to their employees. And I'm excited because this is another Ayala subsidiary. Pretty new. And again, I want to find out the hustle behind Astecom. But before I get carried away, let's welcome to the show, Miss Maricor Castillo Reyes of Astecom. Miss Sky, welcome to the show. Hi, Ron. Thanks so much for being here again. I hope I did justice to hyping you up to what is being the girl boss that you are. But before I get carried away, also, I need to ask you the million-dollar question. Miss Kai, what is your hustle? Hi, Ron. Uh, first, good afternoon. No? And thank you for having me uh, on your podcast. So again, I'm Kai. Uh, my hustle, I am the president and CEO of the Asticom Group of Companies. There you go. Now before, uh, again, we we go vague. Uh, Sometimes I always forget this. I I dive way in too deep about the hustle. But what is Asticom? Because uh, by default, when I look at your website, it's a shared services company. Now again, most tech people would understand that. But let's just remove the jargon. For those Mm. people who don't understand what the hell shared services is, you know. (laughs) What, what, What do you guys do in Asticom? Yeah, so Asticom uh, as a business actually provides staffing solutions, managed services, and digital platform solutions. So we provide uh, and support no, various industries from telco, fintech, IT, logistics, e-commerce, and wow. retail. So different types of industries, different types of functions and roles. So, so that's what we do. And I can talk to you more about other companies that we have later. That's amazing. Sure. We'll do a deep dive later on the second part uh, when we dissect now what Asicom does and how you even help out all these uh, big tech movers in the industry as, as a common denominator. But before I get carried away, I also need you to buckle up, Miss Kai, because we're going to have to ride a hustle share time machine. Gets bumpy. The blinkers are broken, Miss Kai, so I'm sorry. So sometimes I change lanes in the, the highways of, of the intergalactic space station, right? <laughs> and I get ticketed by the aliens. But I'm just kidding. So again, we're, we're going to go all the way back because I want to understand. It's easy to, again, applaud what you've been now and what you've been through over the past several years of your career. But I want to understand, what was it like growing up? Because I'm literally at your LinkedIn. And the mm. first one that appears here was when you were already with Globe. Again, Ayala, shout out. But I want to find out what was it like growing up? What was your origin story mm. that you can share? And was there a lot of sacrifice you had to do to get where you are now? So, so that's going to be a long time, no? A long discussion if ever, Ron. But that, we have if... time. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, we, we may need a day, a day for that. No, but, but seriously. <laughs> Everybody's ready to listen for a day. <laughs> no, seriously, Ron. Um, maybe I'll start off with when I graduated, I graduated with a degree in okay. psychology. From the wow. Philippine Normal University. E-N-U. I'm a licensed secondary teacher. Imagine that, Aaron. Mom high school. Mm-hmm. But never practice teaching. Let me be clear with that. Okay. Why so? <laughs> well, my mom uh, was a teacher. And, and okay. obviously, you know how parents are. And, and, and me being a very, ano, no, masunuring daughter, I, I, she wanted me to follow her footsteps. Yep. But teaching may not really be for me. Though, 
it's something I do still today, but uh, maybe the formal education. But but I salute all our teachers and I Absolutely. support them, obviously. I'm a chartered business administrator. Took several okay. courses on HR, including compensation and benefits, labor relations, wow. and HR function. I also had the chance, though, Sabi mo nga, shout out Ayala, no? Shout out. <laughs> to go through a program under the Ayala group. It's called the Ayala Emerging Leaders under Harvard Business School. So thanks to Ayala. Started wow. my career, though, in HR uh, consulting, headhunting firm, where mm. I worked my way up. No, I started as a recruitment assistant, fresh graduate. Mm. Ten years after, my last position with that company was a chief operating officer. 10 years with that company and then I moved to Globe. So I think that's what I you see in my LinkedIn Got where it. I headed the talent acquisition group. Mm-hmm. A few years later, I was assigned to head the shared services or employee services Makes also sense. under an HR. No, but okay. though my field of experience is mostly human resources. Mm-hmm. I was really lucky to be given the opportunity to set up a new business under nice. Globe. No, and this is the yes. Globe subsidiary Astecom. Yeah. Okay. Now, what I want to dissect here, let's go all the way back a little bit. That's me trying to rewind the whole thing. Because HR, I mean, as a normal employee, I, I went the employment route. It's easy to always spin HR as the scapegoat to blame everything that's going wrong with employee stuff. Okay, so like, hey, it's HR, they're not giving us leaves, blah, 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 blah. But now being at the other side of the fence and being a zero to one founder, trying to build companies from the ground up, and this is my third startup now, it's so important that culture is set from the get-go and there are the non-negotiables and negotiables, especially with the talent that you source out. Now, let's go all the way back. When your first gig was a recruitment assistant. Mm. And this was that combaba. Let's just say 90s, right? Uh, <laughs> as, as the thing. What are the common things that you then look for? And how hard was it to look for top-tier talent? Because at the end of the day, there's one common thing. Mm. All the best companies in the Philippines or in the world always want the best talent. Of course. That's for sure. The only difference is how much are they willing to spend to acquire talent. And I think the second part is, which is the hardest one, people don't understand how hard it is, is to retain talent. That's right. right? So I want to understand from, from uh, early, right? Because I, I feel like recruitment is very, very similar because I'm always Nick Fury mode. When I always say Nick Fury mode, I'm recruiting Avengers all the time. Mm. And as a, as, as a zero to one founder, you're, it's not like companies are dying to apply to your company. It's not. You're the one actively recruiting them. Hey, can you work with us? Not for us, with us. And you need to persuade people to drop whatever the hell they're doing and you know, whatever their vision was and consider you. As a recruitment assistant when you started out, what was that like? Mm. So a lot of interesting points you raised there, Ron. No? So maybe I'll, I'll start off with that first item where Okay. HR kasi is a, is really an advocacy, no? And and for yeah. me, HR is one of the most important functions Super. a business leader should have. So yeah. they should never rely on an HR person to do the HR work for them. Yep. 
a real CEO for me is a people person. That makes a fantastic CEO because a company wouldn't be a company without the people, right? Sure. So if you just rely on an HR manager to do the job for you, then, then you're not owning it up, no? Mm-hmm. Being the, the CEO. Now, going back to your question about recruitment assistant, was it challenging? Yes, it was. Uh, because your role is day in, day out to find not necessarily the best talent, but the right talent. Yes, the for right the company. fit. The right fit. Because right. you will never get a perfect candidate, a perfect so talent. There's no such thing. But what you can get is a right talent for that right company. So if you're a startup, you look for someone who is resilient and eager to work with a startup, right? Mm. You'll be surprised. Some people like the millennials today, they enjoy working for startups rather than established enterprises already because they know they can innovate, they can put forward ideas and all of that. So Mm. it was challenging at the start because I had to learn everything but it was my passion kasi Ron, eh. I enjoy talking to people. Yes. It's not something I need to make like up. Yes, it doesn't feel like work. And, and mm. when I talk to someone and, and being a recruitment person, what I really enjoy about that role is every single person you talk to, you learn something from them. Exactly what I do here in Hustle Share. It's just right. recorded. <laughs> and you're not and you're not applying for a job. <laughs> yeah, but during my time, kasi wala pa noon. Wala pang podcast noon. Di pa uso. <laughs> yeah. No, but I swear, it's the same thing. It's just genuine curiosity about what pe- what makes people tick. What's their dreams? What their motivations are like? What was their biggest pitfalls? It's the same thing. This is literally a job interview turned into a podcast without a Asking at the end, <laughs> and how 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 soon can you start? <laughs> Interesting. So I will try to look at the ones you interviewed before. They were they are one of the best talents you may have. So the company should be looking at that. <laughs> yeah. So that's amazing. So again, a lot of those things. But as a recruiter, and again, mm. as a, being a people person, again, being uh, having that startup founder mentality, and again, it came naturally to you. That the, again, but I always saw, see this that potential and natural tendencies are not going to develop themselves without the proper training, repetition, and um, you know proper guidance for it to become a full-fledged not just potential but the real skills. What were the skills you had to acquire and had to learn through time to become really good at this? Okay. Agree. No, I guess I, I I will have to say I was one of the lucky people that uh, were given mentors or leaders no? mm. who really supported and trusted me despite my experience. No, I was a fresh grad when I joined that start with that other startup company. I was one of the first employees. I was actually employee number four in that wow. company as well. That's a startup, technically. <laughs> I was yeah. also a startup. Yeah. I remember in that when we started that business together with the owners of the president mm. and the CEO, we even have their dog there. So in our story, <laughs> there's a golden retriever always wow. running around when I make calls on candidates. So, so it was really, really <laughs> <interesting>. <laughs> No, wow. but seriously, but I have to say from, from that company to Globe to Asticom today, I think I'm I'm very lucky that I had an organization who supported me, who 
provided me not just only the programs or the the courses but but really the experience no uh, for yeah. me the best experience kasi Ron still is for you to take on the job because yep. you, you will never get be your feet wet get your feet wet get your hands dirty in order for mm. you to understand exactly what you are into so obviously it's a combination of programs that were given mm. but it's also a combination of you really understanding what you do, practicing what you do, going beyond what is expected of you. So I think those are the things that, that really made it. That's why I, I can't also claim, Ron, that I'm highly successful. And I would yeah. never say that. No, yep. I, I, no one should ever. Claim. The real successful ones are always the same. It's the ones that are not successful who always call themselves successful. <laughs> No, uh, a pinch of humility. We didn't get here alone. You know, we, we were a product of all the favors, exactly. good breaks, and a lot of luck that helped us. Get a lot, That's uh, right. Us. That's right. I always say that, no, there's always a person in your career who gave you that opportunity and the chance and, and never, never forget that. So I think... Who were those for you then? And what did they teach you in terms of the mentorship that, again, uh, that left an indelible mark in your career? So I guess I can name them. Well, first and foremost would be Ernest Koo, uh, the president and CEO of Globe Telecom and the chief human resource officer of yeah. Globe Telecom, Atoyao. They have given me uh, this once-in-a-lifetime break uh, where I had to start up this new company called Asticom. Right? Imagine... Mm-hmm. From an HR background, normally kasi ang CEO ron, di ba? It's either galing sila ng finance, CFO, yep. di ba? Sales. Or galing ng sales, yan. But not oftentimes you hear an HR person moving to a business role. So I yeah. guess I was really blessed to have these leaders to give me that opportunity because they trusted me okay. despite my experience, di ba? Makes so, sense. Again, I can't thank them enough for that opportunity. And, and but obviously it beyond opportunity, it's important you do the work. Of course. One thing they give you the chance, but it's another thing you deliver. So, yeah. yeah. And, and that, that's true. Um it's always either finance, uh, sales, or operations, whatever they call it. Mm. There's one person that also reminded me who's also former HR, who just happened to be became the CEO here in the Philippines president. Her name is Yanni Donato of Canva. Yeah. She was their head of HR also. Uh, I've had her on the show several months ago, or I think last, last year. But one thing that I remember with Yanni's story is how her approach was always people-centric. Culture is everything. Now, in the multiple stints, whether you're recruiting, wherein you're making sure that employees are happy, what are the core tenets that you always made sure that regardless of the company, it should always apply because a lot of the startup founders and the leaders that listen to the show, again, it's not a one-size-fits-all, mm. right? It, it, your culture will be pre- predetermined by the staff you have, the team you have, mm-hmm. their competencies, and also the values of the founders as the non-negotiables. And of course, the other ones that are more fluid. What are those things that you think are constant and uh, that, that applies to any type of company that you've had before? Good question, Ron. For me, two things lang that I always mm. look for in a company or in a, in a leader or in an organization. 
One, clear vision. Two, clear purpose. So, wow. If they have a clear vision and purpose, it says a lot, diba? Right. Uh, you know where you're going. A clear purpose is what, no matter what happens, whether the business is doing well, very well, or the business has challenges. Mm. But if they stay true to their purpose, they will always go back to that why. Why are they doing what they do? And for me, sense. that's more than enough, right? Mm. I always say this to my team. And normally in a company, but they would say that the CEO is the one dictating the culture of the company. Mm. And in a sense, that's true. Mm-hmm. Because I guess that's the most challenging part of being a CEO. The, the work that the CEO does is not making the company profitable, but it's really carrying out that clear vision no? yep. and purpose that everyone would believe in and support. Imagine, Ron, you, you work with startups, diba? Right? Mm-hmm. When you talk to a talent or a candidate, all you have is your vision yeah. and your purpose. Budol. <laughs> That's my budol. <laughs> Right? Yep. There's nothing else you can offer but really your yep. vision and your purpose. And if that talent believes in you, joins you, mm-hmm. then you guys will do And drinks the Kool-Aid <laughs> right there, then we can do amazing things. As a startup founder, the zero to one founders, you're painting a picture of something that does not exist. That's you're, not even know, you're not even sure if you're going to make it there. Right, but you have to make sure that that vision is crystal clear and it's not ambiguous. Because within again, I, I totally agree with what you said. But last question before we take our first break, because mm-hmm. I've been a witness of how the Ayala culture has been. I was raised on Ayala culture. My mom adores Ayala to death. <laughs> you know, because she worked there 17 years in the Ayala Foundation. And then when she take a first early retirement, she got back in again. Work with people that are actually in your board. So shout out to you, Sir Munch and <laughs> Sir Roel. My mom says hi again. So my mom is Rose Betyong. Again, you've seen me grow up being an idiot running around your office, and now I'm a grown man. But if there's one thing that again, Ayala takes care of their own all the time. But I want to dissect that. Is there a certain things that are, again, that you go out of your way that make sure that regardless how, how big the scale is of Ayala, they're taken care of a lot. Mm-hmm. Good question, Rod. Honestly, the pandemic actually was a big testament to how Ayala really takes good care of yeah. its people. Right? So it's just that I'm just so proud that despite the pandemic, you know, mm-hmm. We stayed true to our mission, no? which is to improve people's lives. No? And that is a mission that we, and a purpose we have under Asticom, which of course rolls up to the mother company, Globe, which rolls up to the grand, grandmother company, which is Ayala Group. No, that, the pandemic really goes to show that Ayala is not only taking care of its employees, but it's the, the ecosystem that is beyond the employees. And, and what something that I'm very proud of being an Ayala citizen is we are committed in nation building. Right? Super. That is something that uh, 
we as Ayala citizens are so proud of, diba? Mm-hmm. To the point that we had to update our vision, honestly, Ron, for Astecom, mm-hmm. given the economy and the status of where we are, where we said we're going to help no, the Philippines recover from this economic wow. crisis in our own little way. No, don't get me wrong. We're still a smaller company compared to other big enterprises. But I said, if we provide opportunities for Filipinos through our diverse business portfolio, and if we do our own little way no, as a smaller company to support the economy and the country, then we will achieve bigger things for the Philippines. So that, of course, is an influence coming from the Ayala group. Mm -hmm. No no one was left behind during the pandemic. If I may share with you also, Mm -hmm. one of the the biggest challenges I had as a leader, together with my leadership team last year, was uh, what what do you do? Because no one, no written document, you, you had your startups, Ron, there's no written document or manual that will tell you how you will run a company during a pandemic. Wala. Nothing. <laughs> Where will yep. you get that? Diba? Good luck. Oh, yeah. good luck. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm so proud that I was surrounded by excellent leaders, excellent mm-hmm. mentors, excellent founders, diba? Who mm-hmm. has the same vision and purpose, no? Really yeah. looking after people beyond themselves, diba? All right. So, and our people appreciated that, Ron. So, mm-hmm. kaya nga, in 2020, we had the highest ever employee satisfaction rating. Because wow. when some companies decided to redundate or retrench mm-hmm. people, in Astecom, we said, no, we'll hold on to our people, no matter mm-hmm. what happens. Maybe at the first two to three months, and even at the Ayala level, we said we will support them, give them their salaries. But obviously, it's not going to be sustainable. But and that's why we had to pivot our company and our services. And that's why from one company in 2020, we're now going to be four companies this year. Wow. And I'm sure and we're going to talk about it again later. I like that you segued our way to the break already because that's exactly what we're going to be talking about. But let's talk about that more after the break. Hey, Hustlers, it's been over a year and a half since the pandemic has started and completely bamboozled us because it changed and altered how business is done in the Philippines. But if there's a silver lining that I've seen, the businesses and startups that thrive now are those who are not just digital, but also make it easy for their customers to pay them. And the thing is, no matter how great you think your product is, your startup won't scale and achieve real product market fit if you don't do an omni-channel approach in getting your customers' payments. Now, we've discussed so many options of how to get that done in this podcast already. However, what if you can just get that done using just one product? And that's why I highly recommend that you guys use Sendit. Sendit Philippines is the leading payment gateway in the country, and they allow businesses to painlessly and seamlessly accept payments from their customers. And these payment channels include credit cards, direct debit, e-wallets like Gcash, PayMy, and GrabPay, retail outlets, and pay later. Now, I'm not going to recommend this if we are not a user ourselves. We use Sendit in Podcast Network Asia and getting payments from our sponsors and also disbursing money to our podcasters. Now, it's not just us because there's a lot of legit Filipino startups that achieve scale that are using Sendit to get this done, just like our friends from Kumu. 
Now, if you're interested to use it for your business or your startup, we're going to make it very easy for you to get started because you are a listener of HustleShare. And that's why we're going to give you access to Sendit's SME program, which is Sendit's org-wide initiative to help our SME customers grow and scale. Through this program, they will waive up to 1.6 million pesos per business and free transactions just by signing up today. And it's only applicable to new Sendit merchants and for transactions excluding carts. So if you're interested, just click the link in the description box of this episode to find out how to join. So if you have a business or startup that's gaining momentum now, I highly suggest you start investing in this infrastructure like Sendit to allow you to scale, not just now, but for a post-pandemic world. All right, let's get back to the show. And we're back in the break. We are still with Miss Kai again uh, of Asticom. So again, thanks very much for giving us a good background already about Ayala culture. But I want to do a deep dive. Prior to the break, at uh, the very start of the episode, you already said what Asticom is. But let's do a deep dive. So you said that at the start of the pandemic, you had a different model, business model, and you pivoted to four. But I want to ask first, what was Asticom pre-pandemic? And what was the main value proposition that you guys were doing? And then later on, let's dissect all the other four things that you guys are doing. And how did you guys even do that? So first part, what was ASICOM pre-pandemic? Okay, good. So, so I know I will have to give you a little bit of history on that, though, sure. on the milestones, Ron. Mm-hmm. So we were established as far as March 2015 with five Whoa. employees, including okay. myself. Okay. Six years later, we are now close to 4,000 employees. What? <laughs> I know. Me, I get surprised as well. I am bamboozled. <laughs> How did that even happen? Surprisingly, I'll talk to you more about it later. From one company, divide three subsidiaries. Our first milestone was when we reached our first billion peso revenue. Wait, wait. B. Billion. B. B, 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 B. What the actual <laughs> F? How do you even make a bill? What are you guys doing? <laughs> How does this business work? Well, I'll just pivot whatever I'm doing. Billion? To go, to go to this. <laughs> so yes, 1 billion peso in 2017. Okay. 2019, we were evaluated at 2.5 billion pesos. And then, and then the pandemic came. No, 2020, our most challenging but most rewarding year as it forced us no, to reinvent ourselves and create new and more opportunities for Filipinos. So like what I said earlier, we were uh, initially just a staffing solutions company. No? So and staffing it, solutions meaning you staff people. Who are these companies that you're talking Is it Ayala Group also or no, are they external? It, it, there are a, a lot of external companies, multinational companies coming from financial institution, um, e-commerce and logistics. But of course, we do serve Ayala and in the Globe Group as well. No, okay. Ma- Majority, when we started in 2015, it was more staffing. So say, for example, you need a project, you need 50 
uh, graphic designer, so I give you 50 graphic designers. And they, they're employed under Asticom or do you get employed in the mothership? They are employed under Asticom. So they are Makes sense. all our employees. Yes. And you contract them out to that project that they need from the whatever group. That's correct. That's correct. That's the first model. Okay. But it has been our vision to migrate that staffing solutions to a managed services, to a BPO company, and eventually spin off these verticals later on. And That's then this, amazing. And this is why we have the four companies today. So also, despite the pandemic, we ended the year strong with close to mm. $1.7 billion in revenue in 2021. What the hell? What? And I, I, I'm already very close to cussing. I usually cuss. But again, since you are a special guest, <laughs> I'm predicting what? That's not even possible. And we are now aiming to our, our second B and beyond this year. Oh, so, <laughs> pwede yan lahat, Ron. Everything is possible. Believe me. Ooh. It is. It is. No? Okay, let me, let me, I, I just, there's an elephant in the room and I need to address this. <laughs> yes. Because in order for you to amass 4,000 employees, mm. you need to design a system at scale yes. that's able to recruit the right talent that, again, the company needs the right fit. That's right. But before you even recruit, it needs to be a system that's scalable, that is able to recruit at pace. Because, again, people are always hiring ASAP. There's no such thing as, oh, I need a project manager three months in advance. Huh? They always say, hey, I need this now. <laughs> How did you even build that system that allows you to, to recruit at scale? Yeah, so th- that's a very good question. That's our business, Ron. Mm. And, and if that's your business, you need to be able to build the capability by hiring the right talents again. Yep. Use of technology in order mm. for you to enable your services. We have what we call the shared services group within the Asticom team, okay. where it supports majority of our clients and now our subsidiary. So mm. it, it's, it's a combination of capabilities, the business model, and technology. So it has to be together in order for you to deliver speed, and quality for the okay. clients. Can you again, whatever you can share without exposing yourself to the <laughs> to the whole world? What is the capability and the technology behind this? Again, surface level, whatever you can share. I don't wanna get in trouble here and get in legal trouble. Have all your other your legion of attorneys going like, why did you expose our business? Our billions are now exposed. <laughs> no, no, no. It's okay. it's not nothing really surprising. There are a lot of channels that we go through. Mm. Multiple sourcing channels. Since they're not paying Ron, we're not going to mention them, right? Unless mm. they pay for sponsors. It's fine. Uh, there's so <laughs> many people that shouted out already. I'm here to pay it forward. It's okay. <laughs> Let's mention them. It's okay. That's good. So we, we do have a lot of sourcing channels. And that would include, of course, uh, JobStreet, LinkedIn, Caliber, and, and other new no, portals that we go through. That's one. Number two, one of the most effective though that you'll be surprised still you know, when it comes to recruitment is social media. Wow. Yes. It's one of the most efficient 
channel where you can post job requirements, you can actually tap multiple talents. Imagine naman how many are in the Facebook platform alone, di ba? Correct, correct. And the LinkedIn platform alone. So, so, so today, it's easier. When I was uh, 10 years, 15 years ago, wag na natin i-masyado disclose, Ron. Di ba? Wala naman yun lahat, eh. Ron, no? When I was, I remember when I was doing recruitment, I was like, oh, literally looking for books, directories, looking for names. <laughs> My God, today, the recruiters, it's just in the tip of their fingers, they source. Boom, search. LinkedIn, pack. Oh, labas agad yung name and mm. the profile of the people. So that, right. those are just Amazing. the technologies that we have. Uh, but beyond that, there's mm. also a thing that we're developing within, no, within within Asticom mm. where we're trying to put RPA or AI in terms of how we... There you go, robot. Talent. Oh, kasi diba, before you have to do... A, 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 a recruitment person will have to literally source and look for every single resume. Not fun. So mm. that's something that we're trying, we're developing now as we speak. Mm. We tried uh, several pilots, but uh, that's something that uh, we're working on. So okay. it's really speed no? and, mm. and, and quality of talents that you Okay. Have. Now, the, you're talking about supply. Mm. I want to find out about demand. So this is all, it's very much a marketplace game, marketplace game, right? You have the supply. Now, the supply always, in my experience, it's a mixed bag. Mm. Unfortunately, the real talk here is that in your cream of the crop, probably only, again, Pareto principle, only 20% is going to be qualified. A lot of them are underqualified or they just have no idea what the hell they're trying to get into. Right? So you have to sift through all the rubble and get the ones that are a good fit. But even if you do have the 20%, you have to place them somewhere. Mm. I want to understand, in order for you to hit B, you need to have companies that are willing to spend the B. Yeah. How did you even match that? Because it can't be imbalanced where one is over the other. It's always a balancing act, but supply is easier versus demand sometimes. How did you get the demand? Oh, in our case, it's a different, it's the other way around. The demand oh. is there. The demand is there, Ron. My the gosh. supply sometimes is a challenge. Now, pre-pandemic, it was a different story. No? Okay. Uh, because Everyone was hiring the same thing, diba? Everyone is open and etc. Now, during the pandemic, I think that's where a lot of opportunities really came to us. Why? Why? We were one of the lucky companies where we were servicing necessary industries. Makes Ron, sense. Telco, okay. fintech, e-commerce, logistics. So, so, although don't get me wrong, we had, we had some accounts on the retail and sales side. That got hurt. Mm-hmm. That got hurt badly to yep. the point that they needed to suspend or cancel some of our contracts. Ouch. But but still, maybe majority, 80% of the business is still demanding for more. Wow. That's amazing. So, so we, we never ran out of requirements. My recruitment mm. team will laugh, I'm sure, <laughs> as they hear this. <laughs> yep. Yep. Their average today is like, 500 to 600 a month. What? Oh, <laughs> this is beyond cult-like. So, so kaya there's no job in the Philippines. That's not true. Not true. A lot of opportunities. In the a field. lot of them are underqualified. Yeah, just really finding the right talent for the right position. So. 
right? Again, not throwing people under the bus, but sometimes mm-hmm. again, here's a pro tip. Ah. A lot of people want to get into the multinational companies who, again, in terms of supply and demand, everybody's trying to get into the big Fortune 500, what have you. Right. But the ones that are always more going to be more willing to take a risk on people that have less experience and beaming with potential are startups. Look for a smaller company where you're going to thrive and you can accelerate your learning curve. And it's not going to wait till, hey, why is your GPA? Why don't you have Latin honors and whatnot? They're the ones where it will give you that break. Then get your paycheck somewhere else down the road. You know. Amen, Ron. There you go. <laughs> now, I want to talk about the three subsidiaries. So yes. that's pre-pandemic. What mm-hmm. happened during the pandemic that pivoted you into several subsidiaries? That's true. That's okay. Good question. So, so it has been a plan. No? I, I like what I mentioned earlier. It, it, it is part of the vision in the three, five, seven, ten-year vision that we're mm-hmm. going to really spin off. No, some of the businesses from Asticom and, and make it separate entities. It's just that the pandemic really accelerated it. One of the major areas that we looked at was uh, our first subsidiary. So I can talk to you more about it. Okay. We said, because this year, no, 2021, we said we will take that leap of faith. And, you know, wow. I'm in team. Very startup. Ah. Oh, very there start you go. <laughs> we would take that leap of faith to successfully move from one company to multiple companies and to look wow. at local and international opportunities. And that's why we've decided to spin off the IT BPO company or IT BSO company. It's called ABSI. ABSI mm. stands for ASTI Business Services Inc. So wow. they, in 2020, their business is more domestic. The okay. demand is growing. We said, let's go spin it off officially. And we will now ready to offer to international markets also later on. Again, no, going back to that purpose of providing opportunities for Filipinos and, and, and really making sure that we show off no, our talents in the Philippines. And that's true. Because again, there's a huge Filipino diaspora. Right. Nice. Other than our, you know, uh, natural resources that are getting exploited, being exported, bananas, copra, whatever that is, right? Our biggest import always, or export, is our, our talent. talent all the time. And it's unfa- and unfortunate because some people, as they go through that, they do the brain drain. They don't want to come back. I can't blame them sometimes. But, you know, it's always, again, for startups, the ones that really make a dent, here are those repatriates that go out to the country, get exposed to a higher level of thinking that yay, apparently there's no ceiling, and then go back and get it done here. But for you to attract also the right talent that you can ship and get the right clientele overseas, mm. how did you guys do that? Yeah, so so Absi was just commercially launched January of 2021. Though. So, so it's wow. a six-month-old company, Ron, huh? so, mm-hmm. uh, so that at least you understand. Although there were accounts that were moved from the Asticom group to here, majority mm-hmm. of the accounts are still domestic. But okay. we've already started talking to international accounts and we're in the process of delivering those contract engagement. And then we're mm-hmm. really hoping that by quarter four of this year, 
We can wow. already start serving and months. No pressure. No pressure. Just lots of pressure. Whoever you guys are in the fucking subsidiary. Sorry. That's Good good. Luck. Okay. That's and that's just one. Isa pa lang yon, Ron. Mm. Now, on top of that, we are also launching two more subsidiaries. So, yung question mo kanina, paano nangyari yun? Diba? From one to okay. four. I also didn't expect it because in the timeline that we had, we said mm. on the third, on the fifth year, seventh, and tenth, tsaka tayo magdadagdag na one, two, three, four companies. Right. And, and and I was just surprised na why did we actually do four companies in one yeah. year? That's also right, a question. Right. But it's the pandemic, that opportunity, that crisis actually created that opportunity. So one of the new subsidiaries is called BRAD. BRAD okay. stands for Basic Request for Admin and Delivery. It is our on-demand, online logistics and delivery platform covering the entirety of business supply chain with primary wow. focus in solving last mile challenges for B2B. B2B run, hindi B2C. So this okay. is not the Lala moves and what Not yet. Maybe, maybe mm. we'll go there towards uh, maybe yeah. next year. But, but our main focus is still B2B. Because during the pandemic, a, a number of our major clients keep on telling us, Kai, we need support. We have people who are onboarding. They don't have laptops. Uh, they don't have phones and all of that. We have to deliver documents yeah. left and right and so on and so forth. This was actually a pivoted solution, uh, Ron. Wow. Before, it was a, a centralized concierge service who are based <laughs> in offices of clients. Mm. But when the lockdown happened, so saan ko sila ilalagay? Diba, Ron? So Makes sense. We, we had to pivot it and say, who among our brads, we call them brads. Brad. Oh, ha? There you the go. Brad, okay. Mm. Pero may, meron mga sis din dun sa brad ko. Yes, okay. yes, so, yes. Ano yan? <laughs> equal, equal. Okay. Yep, yep. We said, who among them are willing to do foot messenger or motorcycle or rider? And and, and then, in, in July of last year, we launched that service. And, and now... April of this year, it became an actual entity. So That's amazing. And we're due to still launch it though by quarter four, but uh, but it is already operational. We have close to a hundred twenty riders or brads, amazing. as we call them. Supporting multiple clients today. So that's and, second. Yeah, and I'll just double down on the yeah. second on Brad. My mom used to be office manager of LRMC. So, uh, so her pe- the people that she manages the most, she calls them the Poggy Boys. These are the janitors. Uh, these are the brads of all that. Right. And she, this is very Pakisama based. Okay, because the talent you have to work with in this level, you know, isn't you know at the top of the totem pole per se. So, a lot of TLC. That's true. And, and it's hard and. People don't understand that these are dirty jobs that nobody's willing to take on. But if you got a company of these things, it can really hamper operations big time. Documents, deliveries, B2B, ah, right? Whenever say you have compliance, oh, we're bidding for a project and you have a gazillion boxes you sent me to send over to government. Ooh, it's tough. My mom used to pull all-nighters. <laughs> Because of this stuff. So, wow. That's super powerful. Again, thank you, Mommy, for letting me <laughs> you know, oh, Shout diba? out so much. Oh. And all the... Sir Roel, 
<laughs> who are former colleagues of my mother are right there. Okay. And what's the last one, uh, Miss Kai? And the last one, it's actually an upcoming daughter company also, which is more into engineering and construction. Mm-hmm. It's called FINCI. It's short for Fiber Infrastructure and Network Services, Inc. No? This aims to help the telecommunications industry by rolling out fiber to the home. No? Mm. To support the Philippines and, of course, to enable the Filipino digital lifestyle. Yeah. Again, when the pandemic and the lockdowns came before, diba, you can't live without your mobile phone, Ron. I mean, yeah. mo yan. Pero when the lockdown came and you're staying at home 24-7, you cannot live without your Wi-Fi or your internet. Fiber is the key. Fiber is the key. And that's why yep. we had that opportunity to support, of course, our grandmother company, Globe, to say, why don't we support you also in your rollout for fiber to the home and eventually support other telco companies as well. So imagine... Those are all opportunities that happen in 2020. Sometimes, di ba, Ron, in a startup, speed and timing is key. Yep. If, you, yep. if you wait for it to happen the following year, you're dead. Yeah, Brad and Fancy may not happen. Exactly. Exactly. I like that. Just you, again, that's very startup y because I always say this to our, to our team. Guys, there's always going to be incumbents who will have more money, more experience, more everything. But if the only there's only one thing that a startup that's again has a very very defined vision and highly motivated to just like you know go there by hook or by crook, it's always speed and accuracy. That's right. Right. That's right. Those two are very powerful tenets that regardless of what size your team is. But if you are a sniper and you hit more wins than losses and you get it, your repetition time is faster. And you might even carve out a whole new niche. Very, very impressive. Okay, so before we take our last break, I want to find out. So you, now you've done all these three pivots and mm. three, three uh, subsidiaries. Mm. But as a CEO, those fall under your lap. And how do you even manage to create all these spin-off companies and still be on top of the game for everyone and do well? I guess the simple answer there, Ron, is I have a fantastic team behind me. So I really, I can't do that alone. So I have an excellent set of leaders who rally behind me and supported me with how crazy this idea is. <laughs> of uh, setting up three new companies all at the same time. So uh, mm-hmm. that's the simplest answer I have to that question. Got it. All right. Now let's take our last break. And when we come back, let's pay it forward. Because I have a lot of really good questions in line for you, especially about culture and scaling culture mm-hmm. across the board. Well, let's talk about that more after the break. Hi, I'm Arjila Desma. Get inside the heads of the country's sharpest and most innovative business personalities and entrepreneurs. Hack your way to success as you learn more about how they think about business. What are their best practices and success secrets? How do they innovate their businesses during the pandemic? And what opportunities do they see in the new normal? Join me on the Arzila Desma Podcast. 
Hey guys, 2021 has been an exciting year for cryptocurrency because of Bitcoin getting all-time highs almost at a daily basis now. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that I use this app called B21 to invest in my crypto assets. What I love about B21 is they've made it so easy for me to invest because I do not have the time to watch the charts and see the dynamic flows of all these crypto assets. And because it's so easy to use, I was able to make massive gains right when Bitcoin was making that bull run. Now, I don't want to be the only guy who's actually benefiting from this because as a hustler, you need to make your money work for you. So download the B21 app now in the Google Play and App Store and use the code HUSTLE to see how easy it is to use and invest in your cryptocurrency now. And we're back from the break. We are still with Miss Kai Reyes again, who told us how they were able to pivot and now became uh, a three-headed monster, a four-headed monster in Asticom, who again pivoted into zeroing in on several needs in terms of staffing and getting that done. But you said that you had a great team, Kai. And the, the, the one thing that about great teams is that people think that if you are a CEO, you know everything. And being in a position where I'm out here tr- trying to freaking lead a team of youngins, mm. what they o- they don't understand is I actually don't know a lot of things that they also need either. <laughs> and I always catch myself asking for advice mm. to walk me through those things, especially if it's something I haven't done before. Mm. For you, especially spinning off three companies, what type of advice that you, do you typically ask for and who do you look to to get those advice? Thank you, Ron. So I guess you're right. Now, I will have to agree with you. Becoming a CEO doesn't mean you know everything. You know? And, and for me, my journey of becoming a CEO is really just a start you know, of a longer and more exciting journey. Uh, I always say this to my team. I still have a lot to achieve, a lot to learn. Where do I learn? Who do I learn it from? You'll be surprised. I do have, of course, mentors uh, at the form, with the form of my bosses um, and as well as the board members. But, but surprisingly, I learned so much with my own teams by okay. really talking to them, understanding what they do. I, I'm, I'm, if, you, if you will say I, I'm a very hands-on person and my team will, will confirm that if they tell me that this is challenging, I try my best to go there. Before the pandemic, I even go around together with the installers that we have. With, with a, wow. <laughs> just to see what are, exactly are they doing and what, what are they trying to do and what are the issues and challenges that they have on ground. To the point, I, I even wanted to go up the ladder and they were saying, no, ma'am, you can't. <laughs> it's a violation. You can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but really, <laughs> seriously, but I wanted it. I was excited to do it. But, but it's really understanding what they do that you're not just there in the head office, sitting in your office saying, you do this, you do that, give me this, give me that. It's really understanding what they go through in order for you to understand the business very well. Got it. How can you lead 
a team if you don't even know your actual business, diba? And 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 obviously you have to learn. You continuously develop yourself. I I, I always attend webinars today during the pandemic. Um, I read a lot as well. It's a continuous learning. But but you have people obviously that you talk to. But but surprisingly, by simply talking to your team, I have four thousand. We have four thousand employees. Holy crap. <laughs> if, I, if I just talk to them, I, <laughs> I it will be very challenging. Nope. But, but but we do have what we call, and I think it's a segue to your next question, maybe in terms of culture. No, I normally do a regular one-on-one meeting at least one hour a month for all my one dots. It is a standard for me. Whether it's a business update or a personal update, really understanding where they are you know, at certain point on a month-on-month basis. Because for me, that's the only time you get the real sense of where they are and who they are, what they're going through, in order for you to support and guide them also. And my bosses do the same thing for me. So that, that's one. Number two, we do have our regular town halls on yep. a quarterly basis. Pre-pandemic, it was one of the biggest challenges because my 4,000 employees are nationwide. Good luck. But one interesting fact, when we had our fifth year anniversary last year, mm-hmm. uh, that was March 6, I recall, we were actually the last event in BGC. Wow. Where, where we had the concert for all 3,500 employees. 3,500 pa lang kami noon. And we were the last event. And after that, even dog walking, bawal na. Bawal na sa BGC. <laughs> Going back to that town hall thing, I do a town hall. Now, during the pandemic, we do virtual town halls on a quarterly yep. basis. Really giving the opportunity for our employees on ground to talk to not just me, but the entire leadership team. And really ask any questions they will have, whether it's company-related or personal or anything. And for me, direct communication and discussion, that's how you address problems, right? And that's how you support. If you're not there on ground, knowing what their challenges are, then how can you help them out? Correct. Absolutely. Okay. Now, in terms of scale, again, 4,000 employees is no joke. Mm. But I'll be a little selfish with this question because I am now in the process of literally when, when Podcast Network Asia started, we're, we're, our headcount's like, I don't know, five. Now we're at almost 35 and most likely we'll end the year at 50. It's nothing compared to 4,000. But I've never had an HR, and I'm still that chief culture officer. Mm. And now the, the, we're, we're now going to encounter the, real, the rule of three and ten in full effect. Now mm-hmm. you have to create systems, employee rule book, because you can't tell everybody that this is what we stand for all the time. Okay. How do you properly scale systems of HR the right way? And what's the right timing for that based on your point of view? Because a lot of these startup founders also that listen to this mm. will inevitably, if they make the right moves, they'll scale. Yeah. But the, one of the most painful things you'll have to go through mm. is employee attrition. You mm. know, there's always going to be churn. And also the challenge of keeping the great talent. Because uh, in, in a startup, 
you can never, I always say this, in a startup, you're going to be the best factory of creating talent. Mm. But if you cannot keep that talent because somebody's willing to poach it at 3x of what you're paying them, you're at a disadvantage. <laughs> and it's happened to me so many effing times already. It's not even fun. Yeah. But how do you prepare companies for that type of growth? There's no playbook out there to that mm. in impact. Good. Ron, if, if, if you were to do this again, my tip would be one of the first positions you should hire should be HR. That should have been the first post that you've hired. Because one, it will support you and help you in creating that very important area in your company, which is your people. So that person will help you from putting together policies and procedures, helping you in finding the right talent, creating the people agenda for you. Maybe I was just very lucky, Ron, that my background is HR. <laughs> so I, I guess that was an advantage on my end. But if, if yeah. you were to do it all over again, and I'm sure you will have other ventures in the future, my tip is put that HR person ahead mm-hmm. before anyone else. So people would say, oh, HR agad, guy, dapat tech muna, dapat wow. finance muna, and all of that. Believe me, because that will help you grow faster. No? But of course, this is together with the support of the CEO. That, that HR person will yes. never be successful without the right guidance, commitment, and vision of the CEO. So it's very important. But in your case, where you're already 50, and kudos to you, Ron, don't ever say 50 long. No, everyone started. We started with five. You started with one. You'll never know. Yep. Maybe six, 12 months after, you're already a thousand people. And, 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 and you'll never know, right? So, Oh my God, how will <laughs> I be able to sleep? <laughs> you, you need the right people to support you so you can grow. Yep. You, can't, you can't do everything yep. alone. That's impossible. That's really, really impossible. So yeah. in order for you to grow that, find that person. Ron, you don't necessarily need to hire the senior, the most senior person, but but someone with the right values, no, align with your own vision. Itatakbuya ng HR person. That's amazing. All right, now last uh, question before I let you go. Now, mm-hmm. hiring a person or hiring a team is again probably the easy part, but no matter how good they perform. And, you know, there will always be people who are not the right fit. And a lot of startup founders suck at this. They don't do this well. Even, you know, seasoned businessmen letting go Mm. of people or firing people. What's your advice? What's the secret sauce for letting go of people, you you, you, you know, uh, as as human as possible and as Mm. compassionate as possible? Mm. Correct. Thanks for that, Rod. Uh, well, well, first and foremost, what's important is you need to be very clear what that person needs to deliver first. Okay? Kailangan klaro kayo yon. Whether it's written or, or in a piece of paper, 
kailangan you have agreed at the start when you engage that talent or that person that this is my three to six months deliverables. Claro dapat yun. So that when you say that the person is not performing, you're also very objective. Di ba, Ron? Hindi yung, ah, because I don't like him, he's not the right person. <laughs> you can't do that. Di ba? There's dole thing, Ron. We're in the Philippines. So, so we Good need luck. to be able mm-hmm. to, to really support that legal component also. But, but beyond the legal side, oh, that's one, no? Document and identify. Kahit ano lang, one pager lang, oh, no? Oh, these are your deliverables in the next three to six months. And, and make sure that when you go through that, you also do a checkpoint, not by end of the year, but on a regular basis. If you see them, they are struggling, you, you address it. If you feel they're doing very well, you give them feedback also. But the... Uh, but the most hard, the hardest part kasi is when someone is not doing the job well, diba? So, yes. yun yung pinakamahirap. The key, beside from, aside from that, that document that you need to, to put in there, what's important is you as a CEO, you as a leader, leader should have the courage. Ron, it's a courage to make the balls. decision. <laughs> the balls. To make that decision and call to say, I don't think it's working. Why do you think it's not mm-hmm. working? Minsan, I've, don't get me wrong, it's, it's not 100% all the time, right? Uh, I've had experiences mm-hmm. like that. And, and, and it's not on a lower level, but even on a higher level. And that's even harder to do. Wrong, right? Super. But sometimes it's just a matter of talking to that person and say, it's something's not working. What do you think we should do together? And, and, and what are your plans? And, and how can we move forward? Right? Mm-hmm. So sometimes a person just needs that honest, courageous, transparent discussion. And they would appreciate you more. Diba? Absolutely. All right. That is beautiful. Now, before I ask too many questions, thank you again, Kai, for such an amazing, amazing episode. It's such a breath of fresh air to discuss culture the way we did today. But before I let you go, please invite people over. If they are now convinced that Asticom is the right provider for them, what do they do and how do they reach out to you? Yes. Thank you, Ron. And I really enjoyed our discussion as well. Maraming salamat for the opportunity. So to know more about us, you can visit us at www.asticom.com.ph or visit our social media channels sa Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. So again, maraming salamat, Ron, and, and I, I good luck as well, and stay safe always. Thanks so much. But before I let you go, follow us on whatever podcast app you're listening to, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever. And again, if we did say some jargon, it's going to be in the show notes in hustleshare.com. And if you want to be part of the community that we have, talk to the other Hustle Share listeners and you know exchange notes and advice. You can join our Hustle Share community in Facebook to get that done. Again, Miss Kai, thank you very much. Thank you, Ron. Maraming salamat. All right, and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace. Thank <laughs> you.
Hey Hustlers, it's time to talk business once again and we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions. And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode, you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter as you grow your own startup. Because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees. And this bundle is your key to freedom, including payroll outsourcing to experts, a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software, and government compliance services. Sprout's Payroll Starter has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game. And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions for liberating your time for what truly matters. Hey Hustlers, wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents? Well, I got good news because today's sponsor, Uno Digital Bank, is here to help you achieve your financial goals. You can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Pilipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with Gcash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag Uno Ready Savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag Uno Earn or hashtag Uno Boost Time Deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag Uno Earn Earn in flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and loans. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey, Hustlers, I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. Not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor, Dragon Pay, is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels, giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. Dragon Pay is your trusted choice for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit Dragon Pay is. 
Dragon Pay was named Fintech of the Year at last year's Philippine Fintech Festival in 2023. So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the Dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer, trust Dragon Pay.